Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Sports Power Talk is in overtime, and we are here to talk about the sport that has a role in every other sport, whether that's rivalries, feuds, great athletes, or a mix of them all. Professional wrestling has a place everywhere. My name is Logan Buchanan, your host of this episode of Sports Power Talk Overtime, and today I am joined by another lover of this sport here at WZIP, Jake Murren. How are we doing today, Jake? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about AEW Grand Slam today, talking about the build-up to these matches and ultimately predicting every single one. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting with this build because we have a lot of disagreements on what's been happening. So, you know. Yeah, we're going to talk about that at the front end of this podcast, and hopefully it doesn't get as heated as this debate has gotten off air. Um, but I'm excited about it, and I think I I have it concise and actually trying to make my point better this time than I have previously. All right, all right. Well, ju- well let's just jump right into it then uh, and discuss the AEW World Championship Tournament. Obviously, the tournament went like this. Danielson first defeated Hangman Page and then went on to defeat Chris Jericho. On the other side of the tournament, John Moxley defeated Sammy Guevara after Sammy defeated Darby Allen. Those two will be facing on, and we'll give those predictions later on in the night. But how did you feel about this tournament and how it went down? So overall, I've really enjoyed this tournament. It featured some great matchups, and to me, the idea was incredibly clever Mm -hmm. from Tony Khan. He had a mess after All Out to handle with, and to have all that going on in the locker room and to put this tournament together, and it made sense. You know, it's the AEW World Championship Tournament for a reason. Mm -hmm. All the... All the members in the tournament had a reason to be there, and they really highlighted that well on TV, I thought. So oh, yeah. bravo to Tony Khan, bravo to AEW. I knew they were going to rebound from the mess that All Out was very well, and it seems like they've done that. I know ratings have been good, but in terms of the tournament itself, we know the winner of this tournament is going to be a transition champion. The new AEW world champion will be Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and it will be MJF very very soon in my opinion so i know you wanted darby allen to win this tournament i did and i'll get into that and i did not want to see darby allen win because the first time he claims gold shouldn't be in a transition setting also i don't really want to see moxley win because he wanted time off after all out i think he should be granted that time off I love him for being the heart and soul of AEW. That promo he cut on Wednesday after it all out was incredible. It felt like a restart, a refreshing event for All Elite Wrestling after all out. But Moxley's been used too much lately as a transition champion with Mm -hmm. CM Punk. And to me, the perfect pick would have been Chris Jericho. He was the first AEW champion. He could run back the old sayings of Le Champion and a little bit of the bubble. I love that so, so much, and he could reignite the feud 
with MJF he had when it was Inner Circle versus Pinnacle so easily. Plus, you get a feud between Jericho and MJF, two of the best behind the mic. Instead, it seems like it's going to be MJF versus Moxley, which is fine, but I think it just could have been done a little bit better. Maybe it's MJF Danielson. We'll obviously get to that prediction later on. Jake, I could not disagree with you more when it comes to this tournament because I love Jericho. I'm one of the biggest. He is, in my opinion, top five all time, no matter what brand, what company, top five. And his... The only reason I don't never wanted him to come even close to getting this world title, um, and it is the world title, not an interim. This this uh, winner will be the world champion, uh, is because we would get heel Jericho versus tweener MJF. Like he's getting cheered, and then he's not getting cheered. He's playing the heel still. I don't think that dynamic would have been there. I would have rather had Darby Allen win because. Last year, Darby Allen and MJF started the show. And at that point, they had an amazing match. I don't think it was rated five stars, but Dave Meltzer doesn't know what he's talking about because that match was five stars. Could you imagine a year later, two of the pillars of AEW who started the show end the show for the AEW World Championship? That's that's like you couldn't write a better story if you tried. I like the storyline, and there's something to that. But to me, Darby Allen... If I imagine Darby Allen with the AEW world title either around his waist or over his shoulder, I don't see that happening right now. Because it shouldn't happen right now. He's not ready for it right now. He was great for the TNT title, but for the AEW world championship, I don't think Darby Allen has been booked correctly to win that right now in this part of his young career. I think he will eventually get that title, and I think he deserves to get that title down the road. He's certainly a pillar of All Elite Wrestling. I think we both love Darby Mm -hmm. Allen. But to me, the first time he puts that belt around his waist should not be for a feud with MJF that clearly he's going to lose. I don't... I just... I don't see... So here's my other part of it is... Have you do you do you actually listen to the crowd when Darby comes out? Yes, Cheers. I know. Yes. Cheers from everyone. Yeah, I know. Everyone loves almost as much as everyone loves the acclaimed. Everyone loves Darby Allen. I don't know. I don't know if it's that much. <laughs> and the thing about it is, MJF does not have to challenge this champion right away. That's the only point that you have that makes sense to me. That's like the only point I'll give you because you're right. He doesn't have to challenge right away, mm-hmm. but. In my opinion, Tony Khan needs to put this belt on the biggest star in I, all elite wrestling. And the biggest star in all elite wrestling right now is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I agree with that. But you know what would be a better, I think, better storyline-wise is you have the feud between Moxley and MJF. Send Moxley away. Get MJF a huge win. Because when was the last time besides that ladder match that he won on pay-per-view? Do you remember? No, because he got buried by Punk. Yeah, and then he got buried by Wardlow, and then he left, yeah. and then he was gifted that match. He has not gotten a win on pay-per-view, so give him that win over the heart and soul, who, by the way, was completely just forgotten about in the top 10 for PWI. Yeah. He 100% should have been a part of that. But to he, me, does does MJF need a pay-per-view win? To me, MJF is just the complete package any way you look at it. Yeah. And to me, I don't think MJF needs 
that pay-per-view win to necessarily, I don't know, bring back some credibility to him, I yeah. guess. Like, to me, it doesn't make sense. And I think MJF is going to feud with John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Whether that means John Moxley wins the AEW World Championship this Wednesday night at AEW Grand Slam or whether it goes to Brian Danielson instead. Yeah. Person, I'll, I'll wait to give my prediction later on, but personally, what I would want to see would be Danielson win it, mm-hmm. Danielson feud with somebody else at full gear, and then at full gear you also do Moxley MJF. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. I want MJF to hold on to the championship opportunity for a little bit, but to me, I also want MJF with the AEW strap sooner rather than later. And I think Tony Khan wants that. I think he realizes that that's the move to make right now, and I think the AEW fans and AEW crowd wants that as well. Yeah, and I understand that, and I, I respect your opinion. You know, even if we disagree, Jake Mernigo, please don't get on me. Um, I agree that we can disagree. And it kind of segues into the next session of what do you think, MJF? How do you how do you like how he's been fitting into the situation? And where do you think he goes following Grand Slams? I mean, AW and MJF is gold right now. Yeah. The pairing of MJF in this company is no missing all hits like mjf is that man sure he might hold on to the title shot for a while and not you know cash in for the lack of a better term yeah. at full gear but i think it makes sense mjf is the biggest star in aw right now like i've been saying he's cutting promos against john moxley who's fighting on wednesday night for the aw belt and tony can't go wrong by putting that belt on mjf's waist as soon as humanly possible yeah with how the tournament actually turned off i turned out i think that making him the champion as quick as possible is the most likely road although i i don't want any anyone in this tournament i didn't want as a transitional champion i think we've had too many with punks injuries and with moxley as the interim and then he is the champion it's it's weird booking well well, what's hard because that's the format of the championship tournament that they made because mm-hmm. they were all former champions. Yeah. So we love the we love the idea, we love the concept. But we're also not blind to the realization that hey, whoever wins this tournament is going to be a transition champion at one point in yeah. time. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully they feud with somebody else at full gear and MJF holds on to that opportunity. Yeah, maybe the winner of the uh, battle royal. Yeah, for sure. And I hope MJF holds on to that opportunity so that it isn't seen as that fast of a transition champion to MJF. But to me, I think getting the belt on MJF at full gear is the right call. And that's why when I look at the field of participants in the AW World Championship tournament, Mm -hmm. that's why I picked Chris Jericho. Because to me, Chris Jericho would have easily been the perfect candidate to be the transition champion. And him bringing back that Le Champion, a little bit of the bubbly... In a feud against MJF up to full gear, I would have eaten that up. Yeah, I mean that, that everything you said is reasonable. I just I I I don't even like transition champions in uh, in wrestling to begin with. But we do need to get into our predictions. And you just said his name. We're gonna start with the ROH World Championship match between Chris Jericho and Claudio Castagnoli after his loss to Danielson in the championship tournament. Uh, Jericho then challenged the current world champion, Claudio Castagnoli. How do you feel about this match? It's definitely an interesting matchup, but I hate one-week feuds or build-ups to matches. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't like transition champions, but to me, the worst thing in professional wrestling is one-week feuds. I 
to me, long-term storybooking is the way to go. Oh, absolutely. And AEW has had some perfect long-term storybooking. But AEW is also notorious for putting a guy against another guy Mm -hmm. in one week and just running with it. And that's something I don't really like. But is there a better man to do that than Chris Jericho? You have a point there, too. I mean, I don't like that it only lasted one feud, but that Chris Jericho promo on Friday night was pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Him saying he's won belts in this company, this company, this company, but he hasn't done so in ROH. He's going for the, I think he said Oche. He's going for the Oche world title. I think it's Oche. Yeah, something like that. Which, I mean, it's really entertaining, and that's why I wanted to see the AW belt on Chris Jericho, because this guy is completely gold. Um, I don't like the one-week feud aspect to this match, though, especially when there's a title on the line. Mm -hmm. And for AW Grand Slam, there's more than just this match where that's happening, and I'll touch on that repeatedly through this podcast of just these one-week feuds and matches put together. For the ROH World Championship match, though, I've really enjoyed Claudio as the champion. He brings a lot to the Blackpool Combat Club and to All Elite Wrestling, and I see him defending his belt against Jericho in a match that that should be pretty entertaining on uh, Grand Slam Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, I think Claudio Castagnoli, I was a huge supporter of when he was Cesaro. And so seeing him come over to AEW and him getting all these opportunities, not only in the ring, but also on his promo, he's really stepped up to another level and really represented what ROH stood for, you know, the honor of the ring. And so I think before before AEW can manage a ROH TV deal, which they are in talks to do, I think you need to keep it with Claudio. I think he's the perfect one to go into that first episode as your champion. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And a thought just ran through my mind in terms of fantasy booking mm-hmm. that could give Jericho the title. I don't know. Like, does the Blackpool Combat Club just implode at Grand Slam? It could happen because you have have Claudio Castagnoli, um, Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta lost to Daniel Garcia. It was in the ring during um, Castagnoli and Jericho's promo. Mm -hmm. And maybe Wheeler Yuta feels left out now that he doesn't have a belt. Maybe Yuta betrays Castagnoli to give the title to Jericho. I would would not like to see it. I don't want to see it. I'm just throwing it out there because it's a possibility. That's I'm, all I'm doing here. And then you have, you know, Moxley Danielson. Yeah. That's too co- I want to see the Blackpool Combat Club forever. Yes. But if it's ever going to break up, I think Grand Slam would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm not even going to acknowledge what you said. No, that's fair. I don't want to see it happen. I'm just saying it could. Like Claudio said, iron sharpens iron. These guys aren't they aren't petty factions. These guys are men. They will fight for what they want, and if they if they end up losing, they lose, and they take it like men. Um, going on to probably the strangest man in AEW besides Danhausen, Orange Cassidy versus Pack for the All Atlantic Championship. Now, originally, I was a little confused because I thought this title had a stipulation where it was only uh, non-American wrestlers could fight for it, and then I remembered that in the inaugural four-way match, Clark Connors is an American. So Orange Cassidy challenging for this belt uh, makes a little more sense in my mind now because everyone that Pac has defended against has been uh, European or Japanese. So what do you? How do you? Uh, you know, I don't know your opinion on this feud, uh, long running feud, but how do you feel about Orange Cassidy challenging for the All Atlantic Championship? Yeah, first of all, I agree with you saying that you were confused that Orange Cassidy was in this match because it was the All Atlantic Championship. Because I really would have liked to see it be reserved for people overseas or just not from the United States. But mm-hmm. it, it, when you do something like that, it restricts the title yeah. and the the ceiling for some titles in 
all combat sports really so letting the all atlantic championship be available for everybody i think that was the right call overall but pack orange cassidy to me it's another feud that seems a little short-lived i'm kind of baffled by that backstage attack from orange cassidy yeah that one surprised me made no sense to me i orange cassidy is supposed to be the good guy Mm -hmm. yet he orange punches pack backstage and knocks him out like to me i understand that that's building to this match Mm -hmm. but i would have done it maybe the other way around even though pack and death triangle aren't really heels right now yeah to me it's just a very weird situation going on right here for the all atlantic belt i hoped that when i saw that backstage brawl between pack and cassidy I hope that it would set up a longer feud between Death Triangle and Best Friends for the trios titles. Mm-hmm. But instead, we have Pack versus Orange Cassidy on Wednesday for the All-Atlantic Championship. I love the idea of the All-Atlantic belt, but I think it's been poorly booked in AEW thus far. I expect Pack to win this match, though, and then quickly set up a feud with All-Ego, Ethan Page, and lose it to him at probably full gear. That way, Death, Death Triangle can uh, focus on defending the trios titles more than just pack being a, a two cha- a double champion right now interesting i actually disagree with you i liked the backstage segment with orange cassidy because uh within my research pack and orange cassidy within singles and tag team have only faced three times with pack taking two matches orange only taking one so it's kind of like he's fighting he, he needs that rubber match win you know get that get that two and two for this title i mean this title and you know, for the respect, because Pac obviously doesn't respect Orange Cassidy, as a lot of fans don't. I mean, I I personally love what Orange Cassidy does, but I know a lot of, it's a controversial take. Yeah, I mean, I guess going two for two makes sense, but it's not like they really advertise the match that way. Instead, it's just, they have previous conflict, and here we go, it's going to be Orange Cassidy Pac again, and I don't see orange cassidy winning the belt i yeah. just don't and i don't i don't have orange cassidy winning because you know in wrestling there are certain gimmicks that don't need a belt orange cassidy is that gimmick so i do have pack winning um and i actually really like how the all atlantic championship how he's been defending it in other promotions and overseas it kind of like brings a little prestige to I, him i like it i just don't think it's been featured on all the wrestling tv enough Gotcha. So that's why I was like, I've enjoyed seeing, oh, yeah, he just defended it in this company, in this country. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that the All-Atlantic Championship is serving that purpose. But to me, he's got to defend it more in all elite wrestling. Yeah, that's that's respectable. And I'm a little interested that you said Ethan Page. I figured he's going to go towards more of Wardlow in the TNT title, not the All-Atlantic Championship. Well, they just cut that promo. Um, What are they called? The, the, firm. the firm. Thank you. The firm. Yeah. They just cut the promo saying he wants to be the All Atlantic Championship. All, I thought it was TNT. No, he wanted to. I'm pretty sure he wanted to be the All Atlantic Championship because he was from Canada. Oh, so interesting. He, wants to, he was in the um in the tournament. I think Miro beat him. Yeah. Yeah. So he, that's he's from Canada. Um, obviously, he's probably going to get boosted from exactly the firm. And I think it makes a lot of sense. He just had that squash match over Danhausen on yeah. Rampage. So I think pushing him up to an All-Atlantic Championship match against Pack on uh, Full Gear mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Give that title to Ethan Page, and nothing's going to be lost for Pack. He mm-hmm. started the, he was the inaugural All-Atlantic Championship. He did very well with it, and he'll go on with Death Triangle Absolutely. for the trios titles. Yeah, no, that just blew me away. I and that match between him and Pack would be phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I agree with you 100 percent on that. 
Going on to the interim women's championship, we have Tony Storm versus Athena versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Serena Deeb. After winning her interim women's championship in a four-way, Tony Storm now must defend her championship in another four-way with the only competitor to stay the same being Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. You're shaking your head, Jake. What, what What's over there? I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. This match frustrates me so much. And, yeah, I'm just annoyed by the booking of the women's title and the division. It's still terrible. Yeah. It has been terrible since the birth of All Elite Wrestling. I mean, sure, you've had moments like Britt Baker finally winning the AW title when she did. And that was great. But in terms of challengers for a champion, AW has never really hit. Mm-hmm. They've always missed... And even we saw it in Thunder Rose's run. Yeah. Her first challenger was Nyla Rose. And she didn't even go to the ring. And when she had to uh, give up her belt, she did it backstage. She didn't give a speech in the ring. I was at that show in Cleveland. She was backstage and gave the speech. Yeah. Like, the women's division needs to be elevated. That's why I want to see the women's division be the first match or the last match on some of these pay-per-views and big events Mm -hmm. because it puts them on a pedestal. And I think that's exactly what the women's division needs right now. And granted, AEW didn't have too much time, but you could have set up an actual feud for interim champion Tony Storm. Instead, you just throw the top four names in your women's division and yet another four-way. Yeah, and I, you know, personally, I think this should have been a... A triple threat, a three-way with Tony, Britt, and Jamie Hayter. I think storyline-wise, that would have made a lot more sense because you have the Hayter-Britt feud. You have Britt and Tony. Tony just trying to survive with all the chaos going around. That would have made more sense than Athena and Serena Deeb being added to this. Or you put Tony Storm, put her up against Serena Deeb. Mm-hmm. Maybe you run that feud. Like, if they actually do promos, then that feud would make sense. Yeah. And then you have a second women's match on Grand Slam, because imagine that. Yeah, I mean, that would be perfect, too. And you could do Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter. Yeah. You could they, have two it, singles women's matches on one card. Who would have thought? Yeah, besides throwaway lines, it kind of feels like they've just dropped the Hater feud, too. Where's she been? She, I mean, she's been around. I know she just showed up on Wednesday, right, in that tag team match where Britt Baker was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I said I was sorry. And I think it's going to lead up to something good. I hope it's long term. Yeah, and I think they could have had one of probably many matches in this feud Mm -hmm. at least happen on Grand Slam. Or at least have her come in this match and keep taking Britt away from the title. Like, if I can't have it, you can't have it. Yeah, and I'm sure this match is going to be exciting, but I don't see any other outcome than Tony Storm defending her interim championship for the first time. Yeah, and I mean, it's the whole thing with the interim thing. Is there going to be multiple interim champions? I don't see that happening. True. I really don't. Yeah. And... You know, if unless it's like a month thing, interim championships never work, in my opinion, because you know that they're going to keep it until that challenger comes back or that former champion. Uh, so, yeah, Tony Storm, there's Britt Baker could take it, maybe, maybe, and then add to the Jamie Hayter feud, but they don't really need it because Jamie Hayter and Britt are both really good characters and really good at selling what they're doing. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the greatest tag team in All Elite Wrestling, the acclaimed, finally taking their championships that they deserve from Swerve in Our Glory. There was that huge 
double turn that happened at All Out, where Swerve and Our Glory turned heel due to the overwhelming support from the crowd to the acclaimed. Jake, you better not say anything else besides the acclaimed winning. Everyone loves the acclaimed, man. Everybody loves the acclaimed, and everyone knows that Tony Khan should have called an audible at All Out. As soon as the match was announced, it was like one of the first Grand Slam matches announced, if not the first oh, one. I'm pretty sure it was the first. Because immediately we knew that the acclaimed had to get these belts. It was one of the first matches announced. I think everyone knew that it was time for the acclaimed to win the tag team titles. This match is probably going to be insane once again. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear the crowd at Arthur Ashe Stadium for this match. And I fully expect the acclaimed to walk away victorious a really, with the belts. A really cool fact that I was not aware of until a few days ago is that Anthony Bowens, if he wins, will be the first AEW uh, wrestler to hold a championship while also being gay. That is insane that we haven't had one of those yet. Yeah, you love to hear it, man. Openly. I should say openly because he is open and supportive of all of that. You know, like you said earlier, this these specials of Dynamite and Rampage really feel like the cleanup of what happened at All Out. It really feels like every like, you know, not just the backstage stuff that happened at All Out, but also the matches that weren't weren't called how they should have been. You know, absolutely Tony Khan should have called an audible or at least you know, maybe make it a screwy finish for the acclaim, but they did get pinned pretty pretty legitly. But I think you can put a lot of that on Bowen's injury. Because he was... Yeah, he was, he was selling pretty knee. hard. I think it was his knee yeah. that he was um, saying was injured during the match. Mm-hmm. So I think you could put it on that. And honestly, if you're Tony Khan, nothing against him. I mean, I if I was Tony Khan, I wouldn't have expected that at all out. No. I mean, it I know... It was overwhelming support. I know the acclaimed is over. I know everybody loves them. But that crowd was mm-hmm. electric at and, All Out. And if I'm Tony Khan, I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. If I would have expected that, I would have put the belts on them at All Out. Yeah. But instead, he's going to make it right and do so at Grand Slam. What's crazy to me is I was fully expecting going out of All Out that that was a one-time thing. But every crowd since then have shown that same support. Yeah. That's insane. Because, you know, you get rowdy crowds like Chicago, like basically anything in Europe that they'll get rowdy and they'll they'll overwhelmingly support or overwhelmingly disapprove but every crowd every crowd whether they're in buffalo or whether they're in uh arthur ash stadium they're going to get cheered like they're muhammad ali it's insane absolutely insane yeah so you're going with the acclaimed as well oh i mean if i didn't go with the acclaimed strike me down strike me down right away yeah the acclaimed are winning and we're all going to love it. Oh, everybody loves the acclaimed. Moving on to the final match of the Grand Slam Dynamite episode. It is the finals of the AEW World Championship. We touched on a little bit, but these two, one of them will be champions, both representing the Blackpool Combat Club in their second match ever in AEW against one another. John Moxley will face Brian Danielson. This is a hard match to choose. Yeah, it really is. While I would have preferred a different matchup here, as I said to start this podcast, the battle between two Blackpool Combat Club members is going to be insane. It's going to be fireworks. This is the match that I'm really excited for as it features two men that started the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm -hmm. They started it, and now they're here fighting for the AEW World Championship. 
at AEW Grand Slam. Since I expect MJF to win the title after this, and since he cut a promo on Moxley last week, I'm going to go with Moxley to win on Wednesday night at Grand Slam and eventually drop the title to MJF at full gear and then get that much-needed time off for the wild thing. Hopefully I'm wrong, though, and Danielson wins feuds with whoever wins the Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royale for full gear Mm -hmm. while we simply get an MJF and Moxley feud without a belt attached to it, and MJF holds on to his title opportunity. Yeah, I mean, going back to my past as a wrestler, it happened in tournaments where you would have to face someone who's on your team, and every time that it happened, you would shake hands, you would give it all on that mat and shake hands and go on with your life. You know, men, true sportsmen will do that. And I feel like the way Brian Danielson and John Moxley and every member of the Blackpool Comic Club has presented themselves, they will do that. They will not be turning on each other. This is, you know, it's the second match, but iron sharpens iron. They're just trying to figure out who's the best of the best. And in my opinion, when you're looking at the best of the best, there's no other than the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. And I think we've already had the Moxley-MJF feud. We've already had Moxley as the transitional champion. Let's see what Brian can do. Brian only has a couple more years left in him anyways. So it's better to put maybe a transitional champion. I would love Danielson to hold a title for longer. But if he leaves AEW without a championship, that's a crime. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, and I hope you're right. I'd love to see Danielson win the belt, defend it at full gear, and then maybe drop it at, what would it be, Revolution, I um, guess? Maybe Winter is Coming, if they... Maybe. Yeah. I, I would hope it would be an actual pay-per-view, yeah. though. Um, I'll go with, you know, Revolution after uh, full gear. And then or hopefully... uh, maybe, oh, wait, Beach Break was also a... That yeah. was also a The special. only four pay-per-views they do are Revolution. full gear, Revolution, Double or Nothing, and All, and, out. Uh, all gotcha. out. So, But no, I think Danielson should win. He should defend his belts at full gear and then probably drop it to MJF at Revolution. Mm. That's how I would hope it would get booked. But it it makes sense. You know, Moxley and MJF are going to have a feud. Yeah. Whether the belt's attached to it or not, that is going to happen after Grand Slam. And I think they're going to go in the direction of having a belt attached to it. That's reasonable. Um, That is very reasonable. Moving on, we have our predictions for the two hour. You heard me right. Two hours of Rampage Wrestling. And starting us off, we have the Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royale where the winner gets a world title shot. But unlike MJF's chip, this will be assigned a special date and time. So far, the members include Jay Lethal, Penta Obscura, uh, Hangman Adam Page, and Lance Archer, but there will be many more. Jake, who you got? Yeah, this is an interesting match. It's a very interesting, especially when you already have somebody on the AEW roster with a guaranteed world title shot, mm-hmm. and now they're about to give that same guarantee to a different wrestler on the roster. And you mentioned the different stipulation here other than what MJF got, but to me... I don't think they're giving that opportunity to another wrestler on the AEW roster because I think MJF enters this thing and he wins this thing. I think MJF wins the battle Royale. He doesn't have a spot on grand slam yet. Mm -hmm. MJF will enter the battle Royale, win it and brag that nobody else can get an opportunity for the AEW title except for him. Now, can I do a little fantasy booking real quick? Yeah, Go ahead, man. Could you imagine if MJF wins this? 
faces Danielson at full gear, loses, and then cashes in his chip after the firm attacks Danielson, and he pins him. One, two, three. Two matches in one night. Yeah, I, I'd like to see it. I just don't know how it would go over, you know, MJF losing. That would be something. I think, I think it'd be good, him losing, and then the firm coming out, and then him cashing in the chip. Yeah, sure. If it works that way, I yeah, I wouldn't hate it. That would be... That, I mean... I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. If he that's... has two opportunities, why can't he use them on the same night? Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I think it would be it, it would be an interesting out. So Danielson yeah. loses, or Moxley, if one of those two loses, but do they really, because the firm got involved and uh, Maxwell got two opportunities. Yeah, and then they can run that feud longer and do it at Revolution Absolutely. as well. So I think that makes perfect sense. And just with the battle royale in general i don't see a clear winner mm-hmm. especially among the people already entered yeah and to me it would be great theater if mjf wins and says no nobody gets an opportunity but me and goes on and gets that opportunity and wins the belt i respect it i respect it you know i don't think one of the four announced will win i don't think we've seen the one who's going to win in a long time cuz i think this man is going to return early from injury, and the winner will be Adam Cole Bebe uh, for man. the guaranteed world championship opportunity. You're all manning me. What do you What do you mean, Logan? I don't say this very often, but you're right. You're right, man. I he's a name that I didn't think about. Yeah. And it, it totally makes sense for him to come back, enter this battle royale. It gives a little flair to the royale that I think it needs. Mm-hmm. And if he's in it, he's going to win it, you know? Yeah. I'd love to see MJF win it and do what I said. And you even added some fantasy booking mm-hmm. onto what I said. But I think yours makes all the sense in the world yeah. for Adam Cole to return and win it. And and who's to say Britt Baker doesn't win that interim championship and we get the Dr. DMD and Adam Cole Bebe as the couple champions, the power couple of AEW over Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. (laughs) Don't diss Sammy Guevara. I love that dude. Oh, man. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen for Britt Baker. I think Tony Storm is going to defend her interim belt. And even I think we can both agree whoever wins the battle royale isn't going to get the title. Hey, you never know. I mean, maybe Adam Cole you would get know. it, but if Adam Cole is facing either Moxley or Danielson, mm-hmm. I don't think Cole wins either of those matchups. But the, the, another reason that I would like Adam to win is because he was in NXT when Danielson and Moxley were a part of the main roster, Those uh, Adam Cole and those two never meshed. I think Danielson might have had one match with Cole on a SmackDown when NXT was invading. And that match, if I'm correct, and it was Danielson, was amazing. So a feud between the two, an actual built feud, I think would be phenomenal. And Adam Cole, to me personally, is one of those guys who doesn't need a championship, but when he has a championship, he's that guy. He is that guy. I think it makes sense to... I'll throw another option out there. Anybody from the firm would make sense as Mm. well. Mm -hmm. I could see W. Morrissey winning. Yeah. Unless MJF gives Stokely Hathaway a little bit more money. MJF enters this Royale, and, you know, we've seen it before. MJF mm-hmm. hiding behind Wardlow for the AW ring, winning Battle Royales that way. Yeah. I could see something like that happening where W. Morrissey just protects MJF the whole time. Yeah. That could happen. I but, can see that. Uh, I have MJF winning 
but I think Adam Cole is a great pick as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe anybody from the firm could make sense as well. Yeah, I would say Morrissey's a good pick if he's going against Moxley. Him and Danielson have a little history of not working well together. Um, don't know if that's changed over the years, but I just don't see those two meshing well. But him and Moxley, I could see. Yeah, sure. Uh, moving on, we have a tag team match with Action Bronson and their sending hook versus Matt Menard and Angelo Parker 2.0. What do you feel? How are you feeling? Yeah, I don't have much on this match. It's Action Bronson's debut. Hook is always dominant, and they're fighting the clowns of the Jericho Appreciation <laughs> Society, man. <laughs> I mean, that's as good of a breakdown as you're going to get from me on this match. I expect this match to be funny and for Action Bronson to pin maybe both members of the oh, JS at the same time. I, I, I love. I didn't like the JS when it first happened. I mean, you're, you're well aware of that. But I've always loved Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Those two are just comedy gold. Absolute sports gold. Entertainers. They're sports entertainers. Love it. I, it's, <laughs> I don't even I don't I don't know if I want to say anymore about this match just because those two are just they're gonna make it entertaining and they're also going to solidify Hook's dominance while also giving Action Bronson a good match. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we have a feud that's been I thought was dead. Uh, but has now been resurrected, essentially, with Brody King and Buddy Matthews, the House of Black, facing Sting and Darby Allen, this time in a no-disqualification match. Unfortunately, recently announced on Instagram, Malachi Black has stepped away from AEW. Uh, so the House of Black is kind of up in the air right now, but we will continue with it. If you want to learn more, please go over to his Instagram. Uh, send him some love. Um, who do you have? Yeah, you said this is a match you thought was dead, or the, the feud yeah. that you thought was dead. And to me, it's a feud that should have been dead. Mm. I don't know why this is happening. The no disqualification aspect of this match gets me excited for it because Sting is probably going to do things. It's Sting! Right. Which that even is getting annoying <laughs> to me recently. Like the first really? time, the first time in the first I month was fine, but Tony Schiavone doesn't have pipes it's on him Sting. like Excalibur and Jim Ross do. So to me, it's gotten a little overused i guess but no the house of black isn't the house of black without malachi black man yeah and it sucks that he's not a part of aw i i saw the promo we cut i read the instagram post from malachi black i hope he's doing well i wish him all nothing but the best wherever he goes even mm -hmm. if that is back to wwe hopefully it's not hopefully it's back to his home in all elite wrestling because not only is he a great talent but it puts Brody King and Buddy Matthews in a terrible position as well. Yeah. They might be able to form a tag team and just go along that way and maybe compete for the AEW tag team titles in the future. But they're not the House of Black without Malachi Blackman, like I was saying. So I expect them to lose in this match. It's probably going to be insane. Sting is going to do things where he acts like he's 18 years <laughs> old again. And I have Sting and Darby Allen winning. And hopefully King and Matthews can form something in the future without malachi black that is sustainable in all the wrestling yeah i have i actually have brody king and buddy matthews winning uh just because i don't think they've really had a win over sting and darby allen even though brody king says that darby didn't beat him in the coffin match he beat himself um and knowing brody king's past he can definitely stand on his own as a figure he was uh, i believe in ring of honor as a top guy Buddy Matthews, on the other hand, hasn't really been given that opportunity to be a singles star. You know, in WWE, he was kind of 
kind of just floating there, and then he was always put with somebody else. Uh, so I think this is a great opportunity to kickstart both of these guys' careers towards either a tag team or a singles match. But like I said, uh, prayers go out to Malachi Black, and hopefully he gets better, uh, whether it's still with his rehab injuries or with his mental uh, discrepancies. We'll move on and get to a very interesting match where I have a lot to say. Samoa Joe and Wardlow versus Tony Nese and Josh Woods. What have they done to Wardlow in the TNT title? Oh, okay. What have they done? When you said you had a lot to say, I was very intrigued which way you're going to go with that because I don't have much to say on this match at all, but yeah. I think that's a good way to take it. I'm, go ahead. I will mention it a little I, more. I just... When we first discussed Wardlow winning the TNT title, we both imagined a world where he was defending it and bringing prestige to this, and yet... When was the last time he defended it at a big match event like All Out, like Grand Slam? Has he yet? I mean, he hasn't because he's instead he's teaming up with FTR and now Samoa Joe in feuds that, to me, don't make sense. I mean, Tony Nese and Josh Woods aren't anything special in all no. wrestling by any means. It's another match that was made in one week as well. Those one-week feuds and matches that I just yeah. can't stand. I expect it to be given maybe 10 minutes at most. And the obvious winner is going to be the men holding belts, mm -hmm. Samoa Joe and Wardlow. And hopefully Wardlow goes on to actually defend the TNT belt. I, I think yeah. we both thought that Wardlow was going to fix the AEW TNT championship after he took it away from Scorpio Sky, I believe, yes. so he beat for it. I, I think that remains to be seen if he has fixed it yet. And hopefully, you know, who knows, maybe he brings back the open challenge every Wednesday, get some defenses under him. And you could easily do a couple quick squash matches, too, because he is Wardlow. Mm -hmm. That's what I'd like to see, at least. Yeah. That's but my, my only problem with Wardlow is that's all there has been is squash matches or these tag team matches. He hasn't faced someone who's given him a challenge. Like, I understand Joe came out and helped FTR and Wardlow, so it makes sense that those two are teaming. But, like, you could have had joe versus someone for the roh and, and then wardlow versus someone and why did he come out to help Samoa joe what prompted that yeah, joe coming out made no sense like, to me like what helped war i think it was because they were feuding with sanjay dutt and his goons joe was before he got injured yeah but tony niece and josh woods are completely yeah, these two different make no sense yeah uh, when wardlow came out i was like all right well this doesn't make much sense but okay and maybe, I mean, Josh Woods, I've liked what I've seen from him so far. I didn't really follow him in Ring of Honor. I've liked what I've seen so far from him in AEW. And I would have been more okay with a TNT belt, Wardlow versus Josh Woods. That would have made more than sense to what me. we're having here. Like I said, hopefully it's a quick match and we can move on from this. And hopefully to better and greater things for both Joe and Wardlow. Yeah, but I mean, sadly, we keep saying that about Wardlow and the TNT title. One can hope. One can hope. Moving on, we have an impromptu match between Ray Fenix and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jungle Boy opened or issued an open challenge uh, last Friday, and Fenix accepted after Christian Cage is injured with his elbow surgery. So we won't be seeing much of Christian Cage. Do you think Luchasaurus may play a little little role in this match? Hmm. You know, I didn't think about that. I think it makes sense. But I don't really see Ray Phoenix winning. If anything, mm -hmm. it would be like Jack Perry winning and then Luchasaurus comes out afterwards from behind him and, you know, squashes Jack Perry yeah. in that match. But 
Gives, I kinda another, want, gives him some more grill marks on the back. Right. And I'm saying Jack Perry because I want Jack Perry to drop the Jungle Boy gimmick right now. You have you've transitioned. I have. I don't want him to be Jungle Boy Jack Perry anymore. Wow. And to me, it's so tough because he's so over yeah. as being Jungle Boy. And I love his wrestling gear. I mm-hmm. love his entrance music. Everybody waves their hands and sings along. It's great. But right now, just the way he's presenting himself against Christian Cage and probably against Luchasaurus mm-hmm. starting on Grand Slam, to me, the whole Jungle Boy fun Jack Perry doesn't really fit. So I think going by Jack Perry... Maybe he can keep the same theme song and run mm-hmm. with that. I'm not sure. But, no, I think he should drop Jungle Boy, go as Jack Perry. Sucks for him that Christian Cage is injured right now, but I didn't think about that Luchasaurus mm-hmm. feud that could happen and should happen and likely will happen starting at AW Grand Slam Rampage. And this match between Phoenix and Perry seems like it was randomly thrown together, but regardless, should be a fire match yeah, that you know Jack Perry should win. You know it's going to be amazing, and I'm just you've seen the light of Jack Perry being Jack Perry, a fighter, a man, not a boy from the jungle. You know, Jack Perry has so much talent. These two, I don't believe Ray Fenix is one of the pillars of AEW, but he has. Him and Penta have really been there since the beginning, uh, building up AEW. Jungle Man Jack Perry. Jungle Man Jack. We're going to get Tarzan Jack Perry. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be hysterical, man. Um, yeah, so I also have uh, Jack Perry winning and fully dropping this jungle gimmick. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind him keeping the music, though. I do I do like swaying the arms. Yeah, but if he's Jack, the, the music to me is Jungle Boy. That's reasonable. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe we, maybe we get a dark version. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Who knows? I don't think that I don't think those lyrics really fit a dark persona, but who knows? It's AEW. Anything could happen. It's it's it'll be Friday night. You know, anything can happen for sure. Moving on to a match that absolutely shocked me that was still happening: Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. Obviously, there was an altercation backstage before their scheduled match at All Out, which canceled and also got Kingston suspended. So. I'm really surprised that these two are going to be working together in this match. Who like where what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I was kind of surprised by this as well. And for me the the suspension didn't seem too long unless we found out about it later than it was actually mm-hmm. introduced because when this broke out to the media and to everybody that this happened and Kingston was suspended, I think like a week or two later he fought on the AEW All Out yes, buy-in pre- show. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't called the buy-in. It was called something else. Yeah. But on the pre-show for AEW All Out, and I was like, okay, well, so much for that suspension. It wasn't really long, and here's Eddie Kingston again. I'm assuming it was enforced earlier mm-hmm. than it was actually brought out by the media. I think it was a mix of that, and also there was a lot of backlash because Kingston was really defending himself. If you haven't, if you hadn't, didn't know about what had happened, Sammy had a, um, allegedly made remarks about uh kingston's uh figure his body and so kingston retaliated physically and even he admitted it was a little bit over reaction but i think tony realized after everyone's reaction to it that it was a little extreme to suspend him right and i think Guevara was doing it in a way that was you know professional wrestling like a gimmick i don't Unless it was something backstage where he might have been talking to his wife, Ty, and saying, mm-hmm. yeah, have you seen Eddie? Like, look at that dude. And, yeah, and maybe, maybe that all... prompted it. Or, but I hope it was more of a wrestling Maybe we were, I was going to say, maybe we are all getting worked and that the backstage altercation was just to, 
uh, change up some matches. Yeah, who knows? And with that and with a suspension, Kingston has been kind of buried recently. So I think this is going to be a good match to get him back on track. Mm-hmm. I could see Ty Mello getting involved and maybe Guevara wins that way. But for me, I think it makes sense to give this oh, one to Kingston and hopefully bring him back into some of the title mix, some title contention for Eddie Kingston with some prominent AEW stars still suspended right now. Yeah, you just said it, and I just I feel like JR right now still calling Ty Mello Ty Conti. They just keep changing the names on me. But I do think Eddie needs this win. I also just don't like Sammy Guevara. I think he's an okay wrestler. And, oh, get out of here uh, on just, that, dude. And, he is one of the best wrestlers mm. on the AEW roster. Just because he has a terrible gimmick right now does not it's mean not you can his shame gimmick. his wrestling. It's not even his gimmick. Every OMG spot moment that I see from Sammy Guevara, he's nearly killing himself. He's nearly jumping on his head. You don't love that? No, that's, that's, that's I don't. Darby I don't, Allen does. That's what Darby Jeff Hardy Allen, used to do. Or, uh, Jeff Hardy did used to do that. Um, Darby Allen, in a way makes it look safe sammy makes it look reckless i would disagree man i would say the opposite i i I would say the opposite because sammy guevara has done some things where i'm like dude you're going to absolutely destroy your body and you're not going to be able to walk by the time you're 40 years old like i have had those thoughts many times in regards to darby allen for sammy guevara sure he's been injured at times but he's been involved in some of the most insane matches. Him getting run over by a golf cart a couple times. That was hilarious. I wish I was in the golf cart. Hysterical stuff. He's been in anarchy in the arena. He's been in blood and guts twice. He's been in the stadium stampede. He's done everything, and he's done it incredibly well. Regardless of the gimmick, he is my favorite wrestler in AEW because of his Your wrestling Your favorite talent. wrestler in he, AEW. He's my favorite wrestler because of talent. I've told you this talent. before. Because of his talent in the ring, yes. His wrestling ability immediately gravitated me to Guevara at the start of AEW. Of all members of this roster, you would pick Guevara as the top. He, Yeah, he's been my favorite wrestler There's since the beginning no of AEW. There's no shot. Actually, my favorite wrestler was um, uh, Pride. Oh, my goodness. I'm forgetting Party. Right Yes, thank you. Okay. Private Party, my goodness. Private Party. They haven't been on TV recently. That's yeah, why that's, I couldn't it's remember. Reasonable. But no, I loved them because of their win over the when, Young Bucks at the first AW are, Dynamite. But no, are. no. Sammy Guevara is one of the most talented in-ring wrestlers in AEW right now. You can't say that when you have guys like Danielson, Moxley, Chris Jericho. We were just talking about him earlier. Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta. Those... I could name 20 better super wrestlers, wrestlers, not sports entertainers. I'm not Le Champion. Sports entertainers. Sports entertainers. Then Sammy Guevara. No. Okay. Well, first of all, I think you have to break it down further. Because to me, I'm more attracted to a Sammy Guevara type of wrestling than a Brian Danielson type of wrestling. There's two separate archetypes there. You have the archetype of, you know, just technical who, who wrestling. Would you, who would you say is like Sammy Guevara then? You're, any high flyer on the roster. So Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Dar- I would put Darby Allen miles ahead of Sammy Guevara. Miles ahead. Miles In-ring ahead. In ring talent. Miles, miles ahead. ahead. Miles Man. ahead. I I would put Ray Phoenix miles ahead. Well, I Ray mean, Phoenix is another one. Jungle Boy miles ahead. I would put Dante Martin miles ahead. He hasn't even won a title yet. Absurd. Uh, no. This is ridiculous. It is I'm at a loss of Dante Martin is definitely below Guevara. The only person I might put a well, I would put ahead of Guevara would be Ray Phoenix. Because Ray Phoenix is a legend. I'm grab dude, I like high flyers. 
get that. Like one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid in WWE was Evan Bourne. I Matt Seidel in AEW. I love yes, that because he was a high flyer. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I've oh Ray uh, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Ray Mysterio. One of my favorite reasonable. wrestlers of all time because of what he does in the ring. I've always been gravitated to these guys. Sure, I love a good Brian Danielson match. Sure, I love a good John Moxley match. But to me, when I see things that I've never seen before, love it. And I've seen Sammy Guevara live in person in a ladder match against Cody Rhodes at Beach Break in Cleveland, Ohio. Love it. What he does now was is that, unlike was any that, other. Was that a good Sammy match or was that Cody carrying Sammy to a good match? Get out of here with that. That was Sammy Guevara. I... All the big spots, most of the big spots were Guevara on offense. Yes, but to be a good offense, you need a good defense. Well, sure. You could use that argument for any of these matches. I mean, for Ray Phoenix, he's had some good wrestling opponents, too. Some of the best Ray Phoenix matches have come against the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are probably the best tag team in the world. That's reasonable. But when was the last time you saw Sammy versus a no-name or a mid-wrestler, as MJF would say, where it was a great match? I don't think it has to be, man. Like, I think and plus to, that, to, that to plays label. into Sammy Guevara's gimmick right now, too. We all know Sammy Guevara's gimmick right now isn't the greatest. And that's what I think is pulling you away from giving Sammy Guevara the props he needs. I don't know what those props he needs. I mean, think about him at the top of the top when he won the TNT championship and the then first, he like, ruined two times. It. And then he ruined it. Well, sure, but that was <laughs> storytelling. That wasn't because you know, of his you, in-ring you know talent. Who, you know who made the TNT title what it was? Darby Allen. Well, I mean, Cody Rhodes was the first one. I'd, I'd say that's Cody Rhodes, but sure. But no, Sammy Guevara, when he was TNT championship or ch- champion for the first two times, I think he was fine. I think he was great. Of course, the gimmick got to him. And of course, he buried the TNT title in that feud with Scorpio Sky. It happened. I'm aware of that. The gimmick needed work i think it's better now than it was against scorpio sky at least he's fully committed to the time mellow thing right now in all elite wrestling but in terms of in-ring talent bro in-ring talent Sammy i would put Guevara, eddie kingston above him well again i'm talking about archetypes of wrestlers oh yeah okay okay but no i mean I, I w- if i never see an eddie kingston match in my life again won't care oh you're lying I'm you're not, lying. I don't care. I'm, no way. I'm not the biggest Eddie Kingston no, guy. No, his match against you're you're telling me his match on the buy-in that wasn't called the buy-in wasn't phenomenal. Didn't care for it. They chopped each other for five minutes in a row, dude. Yeah, you get chopped for five minutes in a row. No, I understand. It's a gruesome. And what is, oh, Sammy shot. does a little flip off. I'm not trying to be like Jim Cornette flip. here, but uh, Sammy Guevara does one little flip, and you're like, oh my god, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I'd rather take a Sammy Guevara flip and acrobatic move than Eddie Kingston slapping somebody's chest over and over again. Did you see his chest afterwards? Yeah, it was red. Cool beans. (laughs) I'd rather see Sammy Guevara with cuts on his back after a blood and guts match. I'm I'm lost. I'm so, like, this is blowing my mind that we have talked for, like, five, ten minutes about Sammy Guevara being the worst wrestler on AEW's roster. Oh, my God. Gosh, dude, 
This is, yeah, I'm getting really annoyed right now and heated in this studio because Sammy Guevara, give him the respect he deserves, at least in ring. He has not earned any respect from me. How? Because he's not done anything of note without having someone who has done something of note across the ring from him. That's so unfair to say, though, man. I don't think so. If you're an AEW champion, you're always going to have good competitors. That's just a fact. Like, every single champion fights a number one contender and that number one contender is usually phenomenal as well so you're saying that this a guy like ray phoenix to sammy guevara i put ray phoenix ahead of sammy guevara i'm I'm glad to hear you i'm glad but ray phoenix some of his best matches of all time have been against some of the best tag but he also performs against people like and i love the best friends but you can't tell me that chucky t and trent are on the same level as the young bucks sure you can't even say that they're a top five tag team in AEW. the best friends I put them so in the top five, I think. I would but. not put them in the top five. So the fact that Ray Phoenix, along with Penta Obscuro, because I would I would also put Pac in that high-flying group. Sure, yeah. I'd put Pac ahead of Sammy Guevara. I'm really happy you say that. I'm really, I'm, I love hearing you bash Sammy Guevara as he should get bashed. <laughs> Ray Phoenix and Pac are ahead of Sammy Guevara. Is Darby Allen ahead of Sammy Guevara? No chance. No chance! You just shook your head with the utmost like confidence confidence yeah because i'm confident in saying that <sighs> this to is me, like to me the in-ring talent of sammy guevara is better than darby allen i'm not saying that i love darby allen's gimmick it's one of the best in all wrestling gimmicks is one story it is wrestling talent, i'm talking about talent wrestling talent darby has talent is a different one yeah I'm so, he does have talent he was tnt champion for a I long can, time for a reason but can, so was guevara you know what i can you know why i dislike sammy because i can count how many bad matches he's had when was the last darby allen bad match when was the last sammy guevara bad match during his entire feud with scorpio sky well i don't think the matches were terrible i think the matches were bad i mean that match with frankie kazarian well i mean that also goes with booking you know it it doesn't help when booking is putting frankie kazarian in i mean yeah i cringe so hard when they're at the ufc yeah like crushing belt like what if you're as good of a wrestler as you say sammy is he can work above the gimmick above the no chance above the, the booking. gimmick is that bad you can you can definitely work above stuff like that cody rhodes made star starbust stardust for a few months and then fiddled out because his own he didn't like what he was doing but if you work hard enough you can work above the gimmick above the booking not when it's that bad i don't think it's, when it's that, that bad. bad to work ahead of it the gimmick was terrible for Sammy Guevara, and he wasn't delivering on the mic, but he was delivering in the ring. We need to move on. Who did you have winning for the Eddie Kingston-Sammy Guevara match? I have Kingston, but don't doubt Guevara's I'm, in-ring I knew, ever I'm, again. I, I knew, ever again, Logan. I knew what you're, you were going to say. I just wanted to hear you say Eddie Kingston was going to beat Sammy no, Guevara. No, I'm fine with saying people are going to beat Sammy Guevara. What I'm not fine with is anybody disrespecting Sammy Guevara's in-ring I will disrespect Sammy Guevara until he proves me otherwise and when he, he should have when he, his TNT when title he run. proves me otherwise i will come on here and say so and say i was wrong but until that day i will continue bashing him rewatch Bre- beach break for me i will rewatch everything that sammy guevara has done and hate everything he's rewatch done. beach break because that's one of the best matches in aw history it is a great match and cody rhodes did a great job of making sammy look great oh my good give him some credit it takes two to tango you're only as good as the person standing across from yeah, you. Yeah, and imagine if someone else had been across Cody Rhodes in that match. It wouldn't have been as good. I think it would have been better. Because Sammy Guevara, nobody, there's not 
as many people in All Elite Wrestling that can do the things that Sammy Guevara can do. And everyone who can do the stuff he can do does it better. That's not true. <laughs> it is true. Pac, Ray Phoenix, only men. Darby Allen, Dante no! Martin, Matt Seidel. Dante Martin. Oh, my goodness. I'm about to walk out <laughs> on you right now. This is ridiculous. Dante Martin, Matt Seidel. Yes. Get out of here. Above Sammy Guevara. Get out of Above here, Above Sammy Guevara. The only Sammy reason Guevara... Sammy Guevara you're saying that is because he's had more TV time than those guys. Sure, but doesn't that prove that his wrestling is better? No, that just proves he's getting booked better. Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt's uh, been on TV all the time. You think he per- should be on TV? No, I hate Sanjay. Exactly. I hate him so much. His voice makes me want to. Uh, <laughs> two things I can't say on a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm we're, we're going to move on. Guevara, one of the best high flyers in all elite wrestling. <laughs> get out of here. Anybody that on. thinks otherwise, get out of here. I'm going to get something thrown at me in this studio, so I'm going to move on. All I have is my water bottle. It's pretty heavy. It is too. pretty. It looks pretty heavy. Knock you um, out. I'll finish these predictions by myself. <laughs> Moving on, we have a rematch from All Out featuring Powerhouse Hobbs versus Absolute Ricky Starks. And like I said earlier, Tony Khan is righting wrongs that happened at All Out. So we can just forget, we can forget this match that happened at All Out. Give us the Ricky Starks win to send him onto that world title and be miles ahead of Sammy Guevara. And <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Who do you have winning and why, Jake? So you have Starks? I have absolute Ricky Starks winning. I think Hobbs won for a reason at All Out, man. I hate to say it because I agree with you. I think Starks, I'm not as high on Starks as you are. And we talked about that on mm-hmm. our last podcast. But I think Hobbs won for a reason, man. I think he won for a reason. I was unhappy with how much time this match had at the pay-per-view just like everybody else was. I think he gets more time on Rampage this week, but I see the same result. I see it going right to Hobbs, and I think Hobbs is set for a big push in AW right now. I don't think I could have disagreed with you on something more than the Sammy Guevara issue, but the fact that Ricky Starks lost and how long he did, and if he's going to lose again, then they have officially buried Ricky Starks. He might as well go to any other promotion because he's never coming back from two losses in a row. Well, I think it's two losses in a row to the same opponent, and Ricky Starks is as talented as anybody on the mic, so I think Ricky Starks can bounce back easily from two losses against Hobbs, especially with what they're going to do with Hobbs. Like I've, I've heard that Hobbs is going to go on a great run, like and, maybe even fight for the AEW title. Yeah, and and he can do that, but if he's not improved from where he is right now, because I don't think he's phenomenal. I don't think he's on a level of... Anyone that should be fighting for the TNT title. I don't I don't think so either. I don't like Powerhouse Hobbs. And in ring, out of the ring, on the mic, I think is bad on and, the mic. And the actually. problem is we've seen this happen before. Look at Lance Archer. Look at Brian Cage. Look at in the past with uh the great Kali and Ezekiel Jackson. Names like those are big guys who had a lot of potential who got pushed and then went nowhere. So everyone that loses to them looks a little bad unless it's years down the line. And I don't want to wait years to see absolute Ricky Starks get the opportunity that he deserves now. I agree with you. I mean, I'm not passionate that Hobbs is going to win. I don't want Hobbs to win. But these are predictions. I'm going to say that Hobbs is going to win because I think that's the direction that AEW wants to go in right now. And Starks, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same place with Starks as I am Darby Allen right now. To me, those two guys are going to be future champions, but right now, at least, it doesn't make sense. 
at least for the AW World Championship. I for I, the TNT, sure. You can put a TNT belt on Starks. You can put a TNT belt on Darby Allen right now. But for the AW World Championship, I don't think so. I just slapped my mic like you were about to slap me during the Guevara fight. Um, that still might happen. Moving on to our final match, and we may be getting what we talked about earlier: women in the main event. This match is slated for the main event because it is a championship match. The TBS title: Jade Cargill. Cargill versus Diamante after a 37 win streak she will be facing a former impact knockout uh in the form of Diamante you're shaking your head do you not do you not like this match no one week <laughs> one week <laughs> tell them tell them about it this is another lame one week feud for the TBS title that will probably be yet another squash match for Cargill I'm sick and tired of these one-week feuds for the TBS title. We're talking about the TNT title and how that needed revamped after it was off of Scorpio Sky and on to Wardlow, and mm-hmm. that still has yet to happen. TBS title, like, I love Jade Cargill, but at least give her some good opponents, man. Yeah. And give her some good feuds where she can win them. Like, the Athena feud, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Chris Statlander went down with an injury. I thought yeah. she was the perfect pick to take that title from her. Really unfortunate that that happened. But when you're left with nothing else, I would have trusted AEW to go in a better direction than they did. Yeah. And instead we get Diamante. I mean, Jade Cargill, all the respect to her, but a one-week feud for the TBS title again. And I said this last time when there was a one-week feud between her and Anna Jay. Mm-hmm. It made no sense to me, and we all knew Cargill was going to win. Mm-hmm. So why would the opinion be any different here for AEW Grand Slam Rampage? Yeah, I also have Jade Cargill winning. And there's an old saying in wrestling that the title doesn't make the man, the man makes the title. I think this title was specifically made to make Jade Cargill. And it has worked. But where does the TBS title go after Jade? That's the thing. She has not done anything to elevate this title. You know, this win streak, it's phenomenal. Jade Cargill, she has definitely improved. And she is definitely not making. She hasn't made a fan out of me yet, but she's she's getting there, to where I can see her challenging for the AEW Women's or Interim Women's Championship. But the TBS title, it's gonna like get handed off to somebody, hopefully, or Jade Cargill's just gonna hold it forever and keep her win streak. I don't. There's no future for this TBS title, unlike some of the other titles that we've discussed. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you and. It's hard to see this happen because Jade Cargill has improved. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm more along than you in terms of being a fan of Jade Cargill Mm -hmm. because I I like her matches. I like her promos. Yeah, I really like like her her sayings that we can't say on the air. (laughs) I like what she does. With her baddies. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't really care for the baddies. I really liked her with (laughs) Stokely Hathaway, unfortunely. I mean, I think she she could be part of the firm. Well, she said that she dropped him. Oh, did she? she? Said she in a promo, I think she said she dropped that clown or something. Oh, um, well, yeah, I would have, I would have booked her in the firm. Mm-hmm. That would have boosted her up a little bit more. Yeah, I love factions that have a female presence. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think the firm has one. Mm-mm. Right. So to me, I think that would have made sense. But no, I'm a fan of Jade Cargill. I think she's great in the ring, great on the mic. It's just the booking for her. And the opponents booked against her, yeah, just haven't it, been there. It it really always feels like the women are the afterthought of AEW when they have so much talent and they can tell so much 
like phenomenal stories. We've seen it with Britt Baker. We've seen it with Hikaru Shida, with Serena Deeb. But no one, we're not, they're not given the time. They're not given the respect to put on amazing promos, put on amazing feuds, storylines, matches, like some of the guys. And we keep saying it, but it, it, it we're starting to sound like a broken record. We want more representation within the women's division. Yeah, two matches combined for the women on, on Grand Slam, Dynamite, four, and Rampage. Four hours of wrestling, yeah. and there's only two female That's matches. That's why I said that four-way match makes no sense, man. Yeah. If you break that up and just do baker tony storm or tony storm versus serena deeb Mm -hmm. and you do baker hater Mm -hmm. that's another match man yeah it's absolutely insane uh but to finish this off can you run through your predictions for both the dynamite grand slam and the two hour special edition of grand slam rampage who you got all right let's go dynamite grand slam Claudio Castagnoli, I have him defending his ROH World Championship against Chris Jericho. For the All-Atlantic Championship, I have Pac beating Orange Cassidy just to drop that All-Atlantic Championship in the future to All-Ego Ethan Page. For the Interim Women's Championship, Tony Storm is going to win that match. I don't see it happening any other way. AEW Tag Team Championships, correcting the wrong at AEW All Out. Everyone loves the acclaimed, the acclaimed are going to claim gold at Grand Slam. I liked what you did there. AEW World Championship. John Moxley, I'm going to go with him just because MJF is cutting promos against Moxley right now. Regardless, that feud is going to happen whether there's a belt attached to it or not. In my opinion, I don't want a belt attached to it, but I think AEW is going to go in the route of putting a belt in that feud. Rampage Grand Slam for the Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royale. I like your Adam Cole pick. I like anybody from the firm. But Maxwell Jacob Freeman enters, doesn't let anybody else get an opportunity for the AEW title except for him. I love that. It would be great theater. Action Bronson and Hook dominating Matt Menard and Angelo Angelo Parker of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Then the no disqualification match. I have Sting and Darby Allen beating House of Black, the two members left in the house. Yeah. And then Samoa Joe and Wardlow dominating Tony Neese and Josh Woods, probably. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, call him Jungle Man Jack Perry from here on out. <laughs> Jack Perry beats Ray Phoenix. Hopefully Luchasaurus comes out and does something there as well. Eddie Kingston beating one of the best high flyers in AEW history, Sammy Guevara. And then Powerhouse Hobbs beating Ricky Starks. I hate to say it, but I think Hobbs is going to go do some... Uh, Big things in AEW. I don't want to see it, but I think that's what the direction they're going to go in. And then TBS Championship. I hate this match. I hate the women's booking in AEW, but I do like Jade Cargill. I think she's going to come out as the TBS Championship from the main event of AEW Rampage Grand Slam. Yeah, it was really interesting looking at our picks. I'm going to run through mine as well, but after the Dynamite card, we really disagreed on many, 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 many things. Uh, matches and otherwise Uh, but to run through mine I also have Claudio Castagnoli retaining his ROH World Championship I don't think it would be smart for them to take it off of him until they get a TV contract deal so that way he can represent that strong Uh, with the All-Atlantic Championship I have Pac retaining against Orange Cassidy it's going to be an amazing match and I would like Orange Cassidy to get that second win against Pac but I think the reasonable choice would be Pac retaining for the interim women's championship I have Tony Storm versus Athena wait a minute for the interim women's championship I have Tony Storm beating 
and pinning Athena. I think she's the best one to pin in this situation over Britt Baker and Serena Deeb uh, for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Yo, yo, listen. listen. The acclaimed will win. The champions have arrived. The acclaimed. And for the AEW World Championship, I actually have Brian Danielson beating John Moxley. They can shake hands before. They can shake hands after. And then going on to face either MJF or the winner of the Grand Slam Golden Ticket. Speaking of that, moving on to the two-hour special Grand Slam edition of Rampage for the Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royal. The winner, Adam Cole Bebe is my prediction. I think he's the smartest choice. If he's healthy, if he isn't, then please do not put him in this match. Get him healthy. We don't want any more uh, injuries or suspensions within this company. Action Bronson and Hook should defeat Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, the sports entertainers. In the no disqualification match, Sting and Darby Allen should lose against Brody King and Buddy Matthews to really elevate those two, especially after Malachi Black's um, disillusion from the company and from this team Samoa Joe and Wardlow should defeat Tony Nese and Josh Woods in this really clunky booked match um both of them should really move on and separate from each other and Wardlow should bring back prestige to the TNT champion I'm gonna keep saying it until it happens <sighs> jungle man Jack Perry should beat Ray Fenix I really hope they don't stick with that nickname uh <laughs> Eddie Kingston should be that that scrub Sammy Guevara absolute Ricky Starks should beat powerhouse Hobbs right that wrong that happened at all out and give absolute Ricky Starks that win and finishing off Jade Cargill should retain her TBS championship after a 37 win streak making it 38 and you know last time I said I picked Jade Cargill so that way she would lose it didn't work I think I just have to jump on the Jade Cargill train and fully ride it until the wheels fall off there you go I think that's that's the only option right now. But that will do it for this episode of Sports Power Talk Overtime. I hope you have all enjoyed this preview and our predictions of AEW's Grand Slam episodes of Dynamite and the two-hour special Rampage in the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Once again, as your host, my name is Logan Buchanan, and I was joined today by... Jake Murrah. Don't forget, Sammy Guevara is a legend. The worst legend, if so. Please enjoy AEW's Grand Slam episodes.